I said moments ago we're on the verge of something that you're crossing over maybe you've already crossed over hallelujah you see when you move one from one place to another you're, you're, it, it should sound different have you ever noticed that if you move from one house to another you have different sounds in a house it take you a little bit of time and you might think someone's in there with you anybody else and yet when you move from one location to another see your, your praise will shift your, your prayer will shift I've noticed every time I migrate from one level to another my, my prayer sort of shifts and changes sometimes it'll start sounding different even when I pray in the spirit it'll it'll shift and turn and sound different sometimes your praise so some of you that sit there like a like a bump on a log and and that you you might feel like you're misplaced and you don't understand someone's someone else's praise it's because you're still where you were 20 years ago but when you migrate from one level to another, it will shift you and it will change you because when you get desperate enough, it, to, you have to seek after God like that. It'll cause you to, to, to go deeper. It'll, it'll cause what's within you to come out. That's why the Bible says deep calleth out to deep. Whatever is deep within you will start calling out. And so it will sound different. And so while you're looking and thinking some people are losing their minds or you don't understand what that is, you just must be too comfortable with where you are. But I'm not comfortable with where I've been or where I am, but I'm interested in what God has next. Come on, somebody. I'm interested in where he wants to go next. And sometimes that'll cause a, a sound to be different. Sometimes it'll cause you and I to act differently. Because see, if what you did was working, you'd be there already. Come on. We try to do the same things over and over again and expecting a, a different result. You all know that. And yet that, 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 that's called insanity. Come to my office and try to tell me that's what you do and we'll lay hands and bring you through deliverance because that's insanity, my friend. You, you need to be delivered of that thing. Are you hearing me? Church, we have to start doing something different. If what was working was, was working, then our churches would be filled. It's not working. The, the, the church model that we're trying to marry gets not working. Can we, can we just go, get to the word and, and the name of Jesus? Can we just make sure that the word is enough? Not our ambiance, not our de decor in the church, not, not what we try to do, not our, uh, our outreach strategies, not three points in a poem, but can we just stick with what we know worked? If it worked for Jesus, it'll work for us. Come on, somebody. If, if it was able to see people delivered when he walked the earth, it can still see people delivered today. Hallelujah. I hope you're hearing me today. We're going to go into the word that I have prepared. And so if, if you already started getting ready through worship, then, then you're already halfway there. Would you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're halfway there. Oh, if you only knew. If you only knew what you were already decreeing. Would you say it again? See, it'll make sense in a few moments, but see, that's, that's why you have to understand the power of your tongue. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of your tongue. I decree and declare the word over my life, and there's prayer points that you get in your bulletins that maybe some of you just throw away. They're actually designed to, to speak the word over you because uh, life and death is in the power of the tongue, and so whatever we speak and decree over you, the Bible says it will be established. And so you need to understand what you're decreeing when you, when you look over at your neighbor and you say, neighbor, you're already halfway there. Oh, God. If you only knew. If you only knew. Hallelujah. 
We're already halfway. Some of you went went further than halfway in your worship. You you pushed past the place of of hindrance and and, and being held back, and you you, you got out of a comfort zone, and maybe you shouted it a little louder, or you got into the hour, you stepped into the altar, or or, or you just fell on your face back where you are. But some of you have gone past even halfway that you're, you're, you're just on the edge. You're on the edge, and you're close, and you're on the verge of touching the hymn. And when you touch the hymn, it will... It will change forevermore. See, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to the book of Luke. That's where we're going to go. The book of Luke, chapter 8. I mean, you know, a couple weeks ago I said, praise God, I don't need my glasses anymore. Well, they're back. Hallelujah. But the devil is a liar. Hallelujah. I was seeing fine. And then one day, I said, Lord God, am I? Huh. But I'm more than halfway there. Oh, come on. Stay with me. Luke chapter 8. How many of you know? Have you? Uh, how many of you have ever been in his presence and sensed his presence? but left without your miracle. You know, the presence of God, more than a goose bump, more than a cheap throw up your leg, hello, but I mean the immense presence, a a service like now, where you can sense the weighty presence of God, the glory of God starting to crush down on his people. And then you leave without your miracle. Oh, is that frustrating? If there's something that'll cause me to have an attitude, that'd be it. There's a couple of you that understand what I'm talking about. When you, you come in and you believe this is it. This is it right here. It's close. Come, Lord, touch me. Or we leave without a breakthrough. Or we leave without a healing. Today we're going to find out how we can be in his presence and yet not be changed. It is possible. We do it every week. Churches do it every week. Somebody hear me. That we come into his presence and we're not changed. Oh. But somebody's about to be changed. Today, say today, someone's about to be changed. Oh, my God. Come on, stick with me. I, I, don't, don't make me come down here. I said today, somebody's about to be changed. Just stay with me, Ray. Just stay with me, April. I'm going to make it hard for TV today. I said today, somebody's about to be changed. Do you know, do you know that in the text that we're about to read in Luke 8, all the church people, watch this. It's so familiar. We can probably skip reading it, but I'll read it in a moment if I get there. All the church people, even all the the disciples, all the people, all the followers, you know, the fans and followers. 
Jesus had fans and he had followers. You have fans and you have followers. They were all around him and yet none of, all of them were clueless that something was about to change. Everybody in Luke 8, while Jesus was on his way to the house of Jairus, were clueless. They just thought they were en route for one miracle. Clueless to the fact that there was about to be another, but not because Jesus was even aware of the woman. The Bible makes it clear they were oblivious. Jesus was oblivious. All the church folk, the Sunday morning worshipers, the Tuesday night crowd, all of them were clueless that something was about to change. That someone's life was about to be turned upside down. That, that how they came to the crowd is not how they were going to leave the crowd. Or, or in other words, how you came to church is not how you should leave. She made a determination. The woman that, that we're, we're introducing in the text as known as the woman with the issue of blood. Pastor Michelle read it earlier, not knowing I was going to preach it. She showed up and said, I'm all out of resources. I'm all out of answers. I'm all out of possibilities. And I'm too desperate to be denied. Has anybody else got too desperate to be denied where you just won't take no for an answer? You just won't take no for an answer. Have you ever, I've sat down at business deals and just said no. When they said no, I said, no, I'm not leaving. We're going to figure this out. Hallelujah. When we bought all that property up here behind us, those other buildings, it wasn't exactly easy. There were a few hiccups. I just didn't say no. I didn't take no for an answer. I said, you all can tell me what you want. I said, it don't matter what you want. I said, the Lord said, are you hearing me? Because we were too desperate to be denied. So are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. We have to be too desperate. You need to be in his presence right now and say, Lord, I'm too desperate to be denied. Something's about to change. Turn it on. Turn it on up there. Something's about to change. There's a shift about to occur in your life. Hallelujah. I'm not interested in hype. I, I, I don't need to preach another hypey message to get God's people shouting and then you leave indifferent. I'm tired of that kind of stuff. I've preached those services. I've done those things, uh, those cliches and give you cute things to say and then you get nothing from it. You need to know that this is a divine appointment right now from heaven. I've been, I've been warning and speaking. We've been prophesying for months and months and months. Something's shifting. Something's coming. This is it right here. This right here. And it's going to require that you touch Jesus. This is what I'm telling you very clearly. It's, the requirement is not that Jesus touch you. No, 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 no. There, there, there's a difference. The requirement is that you reach out to touch Jesus right now. Throughout the remaining time that we have together today, you're going to reach out and you're going to touch him and you're going to do whatever it takes. Tricks are for kids. These ain't no trick. 
We're not going to pull no tricks in the house of God. I'm telling you, whatever it is you need from God, it is here. And it is available. If you're online, whatever you need from God, it's there. If you're on TV, it's there right now. But you have to reach out and take it. Stop asking him to come touch you. He's been here all the time. We serve a God that is omnipresent. He is always with you. Sometimes we're just oblivious to the fact that he's there. And what we need to do is what I said earlier from the worship is just reach out and take it. The woman with the issue of blood just reached out and took it. She defied all law. She defied everything and said, I'm going to elbow my way through the crowd. I'm going to throw chairs if I have to throw them. I'm going to climb over top of them. Is somebody hearing what I'm telling you? A few weeks ago, months ago, I don't remember. Everything's run together. We've had some doozies of services, but I preached a message about uh, a tsunami coming. And that's, I think it's a Sunday I jumped the chairs. Scared y'all half to death. But when God moved like that in Pensacola, and we laid hands back through there, 5,000 people. When all of us pastors and leaders got back to the front, and then we turned around and faced a congregation who was still remaining, standing under the presence of God. And when we gave the altar call for them to come to touch Jesus, it was something like I'd never seen. When you saw people so desperate that they, they couldn't get to the altar quick enough to fill the house. They were so impatient, Pastor, that they, they couldn't wait in the aisle to get hands laid on him, to get to touch the hem of his garment. They were jumping the rows of chairs, running down out of the balcony, leaping and shoving and up. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking church people. Oh, I know somebody said, oh, that's not dignified in the house of the Lord. Then, then you best read your Bible again. There was nothing dignified about what this woman did. Somebody might need to get a little undignified. You see, if you worry more about your, our title or what people might think or if people see us crying or that what if I'm laying on my face before God, what, what are they going to think? They can't. Uh, if you're th then you're not desperate enough yet. You need to be put under some more pressure. You need to be put in the furnace a little bit longer. You're, you're not ready yet. Are you hearing me? But it's when you get so desperate and you're, we get so tired of being tired and we get so sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it's when we realize that everything that can be uh, shaken has been shaken. It's when we get to the point where everything that, that we have in our life has been touched or attacked that we get to a place I'm too desperate to be denied. And what I know is that Jesus, I can't wait for you to touch me. I've got to touch you somebody hearing what I'm saying where we get so desperate we say God, God I can't wait for you to come touch me I, I, I'm too I, I'm, I'm one of those man I am too impatient to wait on God sometimes I've just got to elbow my way forward and say Jesus if you're gonna take your time I'm coming for you hallelujah are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not talking, we're, we're for, not forcing the hand of God. I'm just saying, sometimes Jesus is on his way, strolling, taking his time, and he wants to see how desperate you really are. 
I believe that's how we've been as a church, as a society, as a nation. We're just strolling around, just waiting on God to do everything. And God says, no, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways. What's it talking about? He's saying, I need you to come touch me. I need you to come touch me. Don't make God do all the work. He says, come touch me. Good God Almighty. Come touch me. Somebody needs to touch Jesus. Bless God, bless God. I want you to consider, I told you during worship that I wanted you to consider your hands told you to put them out before you until it's in my hands. I'm going to tell you what's about to happen is in your hands completely. He's already here. He he, he was here when you got here this morning. I know because I brought the presence of the Lord with me. I don't know if you did, but I house him. Wherever I go, he goes. Know ye not, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. I I know when I show up, he shows up. That's not ego, that's just word. Are you hearing me? I know wherever I go, he goes, because I house the temple of the, I am the temple of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. That's what his word says, so wherever I go, he, he is here right now. And what is going to happen in this place today is in your hands. It is in your hands. The next miracle you get is going to come through your hands. The next breakthrough that you receive is in your hands. It's in your hands. I'm going to prove it to you. Give me 20 minutes. I'm going to prove this to you. It's in your hands. It's in your hands. My God, it is in your hands. Hallelujah. The Bible says this woman from Luke 8 suffered for 12 long years. Now, notice in the, in the text, earlier it says they were on the, the house of Jairus because his daughter, who was also 12, when the little girl was born, the woman began to have an issue. Now, they're not related, but I want you to understand. Jesus is on his way to someone who's important, a ruler of the synagogue. And a woman who is desperate decides to stop him on his way. A woman who says, I'm too desperate to be denied, decides to stop him on his way. The Bible says she comes from behind, pushing and shoving You know what I love about this is the Bible says that her, she had spent all that she had. In other words, she was broke. Oh, somebody please get a hold of this. She was broke. There was nothing in her checking account. Credit cards were maxed out. Oh, hallelujah. Her coin bucket, it was empty. She had nothing else to sell on Facebook Marketplace. I mean, she was broke. 
She was to the point, I got nothing else to sell. I've got nothing else. I can't sell no more of my plasma. I can't, I can't go to the blood bank no more. I'm, I'm on the verge. Hello. And I've got this issue. And, and notice something that's, that's awesome is this woman did not allow, her poverty did not stop her from receiving the promise of God. In other words, I don't care how broke you are. I don't care how low you are. It doesn't matter how, and I'm not just talking about financial poverty. We might get there because there's poverty in our thinking. There's poverty in all kinds of ways. And so don't, don't think I'm talking about your money. I'm talking about poverty in all aspects of life. Her poverty did not stop her from receiving a miracle. Do you know how many things we're allowing to stop us from receiving? Because we have this mindset in, in, the, in, our, in our lives. I, I see it all the time. When you go to lay hands and there will be people that won't move and, and won't step out into the presence of God because they think it's, it's reserved for someone who's better than them, dressed better, different race that comes from a different background well i have an uglier past than them so i know god's gonna touch them come on somebody her poverty it didn't matter what she had or didn't have her poverty did not stop her it did not hinder her from receiving a blessing from god because she got a revelation the bible says that she she thought to herself she said to herself boy you need to understand how powerful it is what you're thinking and what you're saying i said it already life and death is in the power of the tongue you better if you're talking more about your problem than you are your solution right there is why you're not having victory the bible says that she said to herself if i can just but touch the hem of his garment in other words, she got past the place of, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Honey, I, I, I need another loan. I, I need another credit card. I, 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 how am I going to be able to afford more doctor bills? I don't know what I'm going to do. No, 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 no. The Bible says she said to herself, if I can just but touch him, I, I know he doesn't even know I'm here. I know he's not here for me, but if I can push through all these people and I can just but touch the hem of the garment of the man that I've heard about, Notice she didn't even have to touch him. She just had to touch what was touching him. Do you understand what kind of power we're talking about? That you, 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 you don't even have to just touch him if you can just touch what's touching him. In other words, if you can be immersed in this place today. And if you are really here, he that hath an ear is hearing. And you are sensing. And if you are not totally dead spiritually... And if you are, you should come to the altar right now. If you're not sensing anything today and you say, preacher, I'm numb. I don't sense what you're, I don't understand you're crying. I don't understand this presence. Then, then you're dead spiritually. We need to make you alive in Christ. Come now. I'm not even joking. Okay, good. I, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I, I said tricks are for kids. No more to this. Bow your head and, and while we pray. No, 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 no. The Bible says if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. If you can't get up, come out of your seat with all the lights on and all of that kind of stuff and confess Jesus as Lord and repent from your wicked ways, then he said, I'll be ashamed of you too. So we're moving on. Come on. That other stuff is nonsense. Nonsense. That's Christianity for complacent people to make you comfortable in your sin. No. No. 
Glory to God. I'm preaching today. Oh, come on. I mean, we darken out our churches now. We'll all our time, then we fill up with smoke so they can't see everybody that's up there repenting. And I mean, shut up. And you know who really should be up there repenting? Every leader and preacher in that church. That's really because we're making them comfortable. Repentance is not supposed to be, feel good. It's supposed to be one of those things when you make that long walk, you'll never want to make it again. Woo, Jesus. Hallelujah. I say you're on the verge of something. Yes, you're already halfway there because I'm preaching to somebody that's desperate. I, I even said, God, would you bring some hungry people? God, God let, let people who aren't hungry and aren't thirsty, let them, let them miss. Let them have something else to do. God, they're not hungry. Don't, don't let them get in the way. I did. I said, God, I can't have anybody that, that's going to be just be in the way. Lord, send hungry and thirsty people Sunday. So that's why you're here. Oh, uh, you maybe almost didn't come, but there was something drawing you and you didn't know about because somebody was praying because there's a hunger and there's a thirst. That, that's what was drawing the woman with the issue of blood. It was something beyond her. It was her desperation. It was a desperate faith. She, she could sense that she was going down. She could sense that she was taken on water like I alluded to earlier, but she realized I, I'm unsinkable if I can just but touch the hem of his garment. I, 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 I know I'm, I, I'm close to going down, but I'm not going down. I, I may be down for a moment, but, I, but I'm not out. That's what she was saying to herself. Hallelujah. Notice something about this miracle. It sort of slipped in on Jesus. They were all oblivious. Uh, think about this. Uh, a mighty, mighty, mighty Jesus. It, he was not anticipating this miracle. I know that because of how he responded. When she elbowed her way and pushed her way through the crowd, he responded by saying, who touched me? Who touched me? And while she, she nuzzled back in the crowd to sort of hide back, he said, who touched me? I, I know that someone has touched me. He said, for I perceive virtue. Another translation says power has gone out of me. Finally, she well, I worked up enough courage to just touch the hem of his garment. I, I might as well come clean and tell him it was me. So she sneaks up through the edge of the crowd again and says, Master, it was, it was I. And I know that he was oblivious because she goes on to tell him the reason she touched him. She said, I've suffered for 12 long years with an issue of blood and I spent all that I've had and I've been all the doctors. Come on, somebody, when you've done all that you know to do. When you've prayed every prayer that you know to pray. When you've given all that you know to give and you responded to every altar call and you've gotten the hands laid on you and you believe God for a miracle or you believe God for a breakthrough in something. See, it's not just about a physical healing. It's about breakthrough. It's about uh, 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 any area of your life that you need a, a touch from God. It's, it's about that. He, she said, I've, I've done everything I know to do. I just thought to myself, if I could just touch the hem of your garment, if I 
and just touch what's touching you. That I'll be made well. My God. My God, see, I need you to understand something that it, the text lets us know. Jesus even lets us know in the text that it is possible to be around him and not touch him. I said it is possible for you and I to be around him and not touch him. We do it every Sunday where we're around him, but we don't touch him. Look at the crowd that was thronging around. Even the disciples respond and they said, Master, you see the crowd thronging around you and yet you ask who touched me? In other words, are you crazy? Lots of people were touching you. There's a difference between brushing up There's a difference between rubbing up against me, bumping me in the hall, and then touching to receive something from him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a difference between coming into his presence and worshiping and brushing up against him. Just, oh, oh I'm sorry, Jesus. Didn't mean to bump you in worship. There's a difference between doing that and just bumping into him and in the midst of the crowd. See, notice no one else in the crowd was, was, was healed. That's why I know there's a difference. That's why there's a difference where we can come to church and experience his presence and yet not be changed. Because there's a difference from rubbing shoulders than reaching out and touching him with an expectation. Oh, yes. There's a difference. That's why I said earlier, the next miracle that you receive it is in your hands. It's on you. It's on you whether you bump him or you reach out to touch him. It's all on what you have anticipation for expectation for is somebody hearing me today or am I only preaching to myself am I the only one that came saying Lord I need to touch because nobody else can fix this come on somebody nobody else can fix this huh? I have to touch Jesus, nobody else can. I can't get this breakthrough any other way. I, I, I can't get out of this mess any other way. I have to touch you. See, you, you might even have to touch him for something else, for somebody else. <laughs> because they ain't going to get saved any other way. I got to touch you. I've done everything else I know to do. I've prayed, I've fasted. <clears throat> I have to touch you. I have to touch you. Oh, see, that's how I know. 
There's a difference between brushing past Jesus and tapping into Jesus. The woman tapped into something. See, in worship, I said that we were tapping into something. I, I've been saying, we've been saying, we've been saying, some others have been saying for some while, there's something, something's happening. So we're on the verge of something. I said, we're on the verge of something. And this morning through worship, it was just like, I felt like we just. And so what will you do? If you're going to believe that and clap about that, what are you going to do now that you've crossed over? Now that you've crossed into, you are in proximity of touching him. It's as if the, the body of Christ or you, let me talk to just you. I, I, I don't care. I, I love everybody online. I, I love all you who watch on TV. That's great. That's wonderful. But, but you're not here. And so I have to talk to those of you. What are you going to do now that you have crossed over and you are within reach of touching him? Or are we going to just make it like every other week? And we're going to brush up against it. I'll rub shoulders with you. Oh, I felt your Holy Ghost, but I'll leave unchanged. Are we going to brush up against him where we can say, yes, I believe blinded eyes can open and I believe those that are, that are handicapped can be, can be healed and I believe that those that are bound can be delivered and I can believe that every demon-possessed person can be set free. Are we gonna, just going to say those things or are we going to reach out and touch? Because there's a difference. See, we've been brushing up against him. I, I've rubbed enough shoulders to know and see, COVID's over, so now I know it's safe to touch him. Are you hearing me, church? Uh, I mean, we've been worshiping even in the house of God with our masks on. My God, somebody needs better get a revelation of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. It's safe to touch Jesus. It's safe to touch him if, if, you, if, if you're ready for your life to change. I'm done brushing up against him. I'm, I'm, I'm done rubbing shoulders with him. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm done doing that. I, I, I have to touch him. I have to touch him. I have to touch him. My God, I have to touch him. Hallelujah. 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 But you got to be hungry. I said, this miracle is a breakthrough for your life. It's in your hands. Did you come hungry? Did you come thirsty? Did you come desperate? The text helps me to understand I have to be involved in the process. Do you know how many times we come into the house of God and we get prayer? Say, touch me, Jesus. Instead of us coming and saying, I have to touch you, Jesus. God needs you to be involved in the process today. He needs you to touch him. Hallelujah. See, I, I, I realize something about God. I can't perform the miracle apart from God. That what God wants to happen in your life, what happened in the life of the woman with the issue of blood, it was a collaborative effort. Jesus had the virtue. He said, I felt it go out of me, but it was a collaborative effort. She had to touch him. Sometimes we blame God for why we're not receiving a miracle. No, 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 no. It's on you. Watch this. Whether or not she received, Jesus was near. Had she not have 
touched him, she had not received. Nobody else in the crowd was touched. Nobody else. He was on a mission, an assignment to go to the house of Jairus, where his daughter was, to bring healing to her. Oh, hallelujah. But this was a collaborative effort. She, she was done being sick in her body. She was done having the issue of blood. And she said, if I can just but touch the hem of his garment. She needed, knew that she needed to be involved in the process. So there was no blame in God for her not receiving. She said, I, I know if I can just but touch. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. You need to reach out today and touch him today. You need to be involved in the process. I believe that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I, I, everything that I read in the text. Everything that I read in, in, in Luke 8, and you go home and you, you read up on it, I, I'm telling you, much of what, what, what God does in this text is based on the aggression of the person who seeks it. Look at the way that the text speaks and reads out. In every way that Jesus responds, it was entirely based on the aggression of the woman and what she was seeking. So what is it that you are seeking and how aggressive are you about receiving it? Are you hearing me today? Amen. How aggressive are you in receiving it? Are you going to have a tenacious and a bodacious kind of faith that you will elbow your way through a crowd if you have to? If, if you can say like this woman, I have suffered for 12 long years. I have been through all that I've been through. I've lost some things. I've gained some things. I, I've been through bankruptcy. I've come out of bankruptcy. I mean, you've watched your car get repoed. You or whatever your situation is and you just say, God, I need a breakthrough. And God, I'm not asking you to touch me, but I'm coming to touch you. I'm coming to get you Jesus you're about to feel the virtue go out of your body I'm coming for you Jesus I, I know that you're near I, I sense that you are near in this place and I I'm coming for you today Jesus I, I'm coming for you today I'm coming thank you Jesus see I know one thing is it oh God we're gonna have to do have your way in this place, mighty God that you are. Whew. I'm not preaching this word the way I had anticipated. In a few moments, we're going to give an altar call. And not an altar call like any other altar call. but it's in your hands. It is in your hands. Whew. The woman suffered for 12 years. And so it was not the length of her problem. It was not the seniority of her problem. Think about this. How many of you have ever had to deal with something for a long time? And then we adjust our life to whatever that is. Oh, but look at this woman. The seniority of her problem. Oh, hallelujah. Does not negate the power of her faith.
In other words, I don't care how long you've dealt with or how long you've been dealing with a situation or how long it's been that way. The length of time, the seniority of your issue, your problem does not negate the power of your faith. He's here. The next miracle you receive is in your hands. Will you reach out and touch him? Will you reach out and touch him? Hallelujah. Doesn't matter how long we've been like this. It doesn't matter how long if we've suffered with it for 12 years like the woman and we've been in pain. It, it does not matter. It, 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 what we need to be concerned with is uh, if I can just but reach out and touch the hem of his garment, there are reme- immediate results of power. Are you hearing me? I said there are immediate results of power. If you can receive and hear this word, there are immediate results of power. That's what happened to the woman. When she reached out and she made contact with Jesus, he did not touch her. She reached out to touch him. And the Bible says immediately. She knew within herself the bleeding had stopped. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Where, where Sometimes you just know that you know. There is something happening. There is a stirring. Some of you can understand just based on the trajectory of how things have been here. There's been a stirring. There's a knowing. And so she reached out and she touched him. And the Bible says immediately she knew within herself that the bleeding had stopped. She knew. She had a a bodacious, audacious faith. Hallelujah. See, the enemy, the, 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 the enemy had been at work for 12 long years in her life. But God said immediately. Uh, Come on, church, you better wake up with me. We're we're fixing to give an altar call in a few minutes, so you need to have an ear to hear. Stay with me. Listen, I I said that the enemy had been saying what he needed to say. He had been messing her with her for 12 years, but God said immediately, God said the moment that she touched, virtue had left his body. See, you need to understand and believe and have that kind of faith today that you have a faith that is immediate. A faith that, that when you reach out to touch Jesus, God will say immediately that I, I've watched your bodacious faith. I've watched your tenacity. I've watched your aggression. I, I, I heard you cry in worship today. I, I saw that today you came in and you're, you're done with brushing up against me and bumping into me in my presence. But today you, you want to touch me. You, you, you just want to touch what's touching me. See, that you have to understand that whatever the enemy has said, whatever the enemy has spoken over a situation, whatever the enemy has caused you and I to believe. See, some of our belief systems has completely been disrupted where you're believing and and, and just believing your life to be what it's always been. And God's sitting there saying, I'm waiting to say immediately, will you touch me? Will you touch me? See, God will release an immediate if you'll reach out and touch him. Are you hearing me? But if you'll get comfortable and you'll just get, get, get used to living life with your ailment or, or with your problem or living without breakthrough or living with, with whatever handicap in life there might be, how, how, or somebody hearing me, if we start adjusting our life, no, 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 you need to use faith to bring the adjustment to your life. Stop adjusting your life because you feel like your faith isn't working. Come on. That's what the woman did. She said, I'm going to use this faith and I'm going to bring in the adjustment to my life that I need because I'm just know if I can just but touch the hem of his garment that I I will be made whole hallelujah and immediately and immediately and immediately hallelujah 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 oh God how I wanted to preach today on 
what it is to be alone with a problem. I, I wanted to preach today about the fact that she had no name. There's so many things about this text. But I can't. Because there's one place that we have to end up. Touching Jesus. Touching Jesus. We used to sing a song years ago. Touching Jesus is all that really matters. Then your life will never be the same. There's only one way to touch him. Just believe when you call on his name. Hallelujah. 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 Believe when you call on his name. Believe when you call on his name. This woman realized that the miracle was in her hands. She realized that the miracle was not in the hands of the crowd. I want you to understand something. Your miracle is not in the hands of the people that you're worshiping with today. Your miracle is not, in, is not determined by how loud people, other people shout or how loud they praise. Your miracle is in your hands. The woman had that revelation. She said, if I can just but touch the hem of his garment. You need to understand your miracle is not determined by anybody else right now but you. In this moment, it, it is up to you right now. I believe that with all of my heart. Whatever it is that you need God to do and however it is that you need God to move in your life, it is all up to you. Stop blaming everybody else for why you haven't read. It is up to you right now. I don't care what's happened or what other people have done in the past. That's what they did. People will be people. I'm not negating that kind of pain and I'm not excusing. I'm just saying right now, God's saying it's you and me in a crowd of people and will you make your way through the crowd to get what it is you need to have the advancement and the breakthrough that you need are you tired of being tired with yourself are you tired of fighting with yourself are you tired of living your life around this thing come on somebody some of the things that we're living with is affecting every area of this life this woman's issue affected everything she couldn't have relationships. She couldn't have friendships. She was isolated and alone. And the enemy wants nothing more but to isolate you because an isolated Christian is a paralyzed Christian. And he is isolating some of you. You don't even have the same relationships you used to. You don't even have people that are friends like they used to because it's messed you up that bad. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching to somebody. And so if you're not careful, you will rub shoulders with Jesus and you will leave unchanged. But if you will dare today to believe and you say, I am taking on water, but I refuse today that I'm going to sink. I am unsinkable. As the Lord spoke to me this week, I am unsinkable. And you will make a declaration like the woman with the issue of blood who said to herself, if I can just but touch the hem of his garment. No, no, no that didn't, didn't, didn't see. She don't have to blame the doctor. She don't have to blame the medicines that didn't work. She don't have to blame a husband, a wife. She don't have to blame that the fact that she's broke anymore. She said, if I can just but touch the hem of his garment, this thing that's wrong with me, it'll, it'll, it'll be made whole. It'll, it'll go away. 
So will you touch him? And after the Bible says, let me, let me give you this and then we'll get ready. So look at your neighbor and tell him, get ready. Come on, look at him again. Tell him, get ready. Oh, God. The Bible says that once she touched Jesus, immediately she knew within herself that it had stopped and the response to Jesus was, daughter, your faith has healed you. He said it was her faith that healed her. But watch what happens next. Jesus took it a step further. And this is what I want to give you today. And we're going to get ready for God to do what he needs to do in your life. Jesus didn't just say, daughter, your faith has healed you. But he said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Maybe your text says, daughter, your faith has made you well. And then he goes on, now go your way and be whole. Uh-oh. In other words, there's a difference between healing and wholeness. I know most preachers get that wrong. There's a verified absolute difference. I can be healed and not whole. Some of you have been healed, but you are not whole. See, I can get healed from something that someone hurts me with, but it doesn't mean that I'm whole from the trauma of it. Uh-huh. Because sometimes we have an issue that has issues. I mean, come on. Has anybody else, am I the only one that has a problem right now that that problem has a problem? And that it doesn't matter what you do, Someone or something's going to be affected by how you respond. So your issue has issues. This woman's issue of blood had issues. It affected her money. It affected her relationships. It made her be isolated because she was isolated. She was sort of like paralyzed in her own life. She was living her life watching everybody else pass her by. Her issue had an issue. And so when she reached out and touched the hem of Jesus' garment... He said, your faith has healed you. Now go and be on your way and be whole. In other words, everything, woman with the issue of blood, because she was a no-name woman. In other words, for every person that's ever thought you're insignificant or you can't catch the eye of God, he said, no, 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 the miracle's in your hands. He said, go and be made whole. In other words, everything that has been depleted, everything that has been attacked, everything that has been touched by what was afflicting you and touching you may be restored. That's what he means when he says, now be whole. Go your way and be whole. In other words, I'm going to give back to you everything that you've lost. I'm going to give back to you all the money you gave to the doctors. I'm going to give back to you every relationship you ever lost. I'm going to give back to you the man that couldn't lay beside you. I'm going to give back to you the, the desire for children if you wanted them. I'm going to give back to you the house and the car. I'm going to give back every credit card that you've maxed out trying to get your help. I'm going to give back to you everything that you lost. Go and be made whole. What is wholeness? Nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. Someone needs to hear what I'm telling you today. 
there is a difference from brushing against Jesus and to touch Jesus. So what, look at the difference that was made in her life. She could have, everybody else in the crowd was bumping up against and brushing Jesus because the disciples says, everyone brushes against you and yet you ask, you touched me? In other words, are you crazy? Because there's an absolute difference that you and I can be in his presence and not be changed. I don't know about you, but if somebody else said, I'm tired of coming into his presence and not being changed. I'm tired of visiting church and not getting, be able to touch Jesus the way that I know that I've been needing. I've been praying and saying, Jesus, touch me. But see, in reality, he's just been waiting on you to touch him. That's what he's waiting on. I don't know, maybe today. Maybe not everybody, but somebody in this place, surely, it just says, I'm sick and tired of rubbing arms with Jesus. I need to touch you because I need this to be taken from me. I don't know what your it is. Hear me, hear me, hear me. You got about 60 seconds before I start this altar call, so you better get ready. I'm telling you, I don't care what your it is. I don't care if your it is financial. I don't care if it is relational. I don't care if your it is physical. I don't care if you just, if it's depression. I don't care if it's suicide. My God, why are we worshiping with people that are able to leave church and still go home and contemplate suicide? You know why? Because for God's sakes, we are brushing against Jesus and we are not touching him. How is it? I said it last week. How is it that we are able to worship in the presence of God and yet we're still addicted to stuff that we shouldn't be? It's because we are brushed up against Jesus and we have not yet touched him. There is a difference. That woman said, I'm going to push past everything because I don't have any other way. I don't have any other resource. I don't have anywhere else to turn. I don't have anywhere else to go. Now, if you were able in this place, stand to your feet. And if you say today, I'm going to make it quick. I'm going to make it easy. If you say today, I don't care how you get here. I just want you to get here and touch him. That may mean stand. That may mean kneel. If you have to lay on your face before God, I want you to lay on your face before God. If you have to yell, if you have to scream, I don't care what it is, but listen to me. If you say today, I need to touch Jesus, if I can just but touch the hem of his garment, if I can just get there, if I can just get there, push past, elbow through somebody. I put all your manners out the door this morning. I don't, don't, don't worry about being politically correct. Don't worry about what people might hear or what my God I've been preaching to you with snot coming out of my nose and my eyes and I don't care because somebody needs to touch Jesus today so if you haven't made your way make your way everybody at home and and get in as close as you can come on I mean that woman didn't hesitate she elbowed her way I get in as close as you can to him I'm gonna touch Jesus if you have to say get out of my way make room for me I've got to touch Jesus. That woman was not polite. She elbowed, she crawled her way through the crowd to get to Jesus. I don't care what your response has to be. This is between you and him right now because your next miracle is in your hands. It's in your hands right now. It's in your hands. As you're reaching for Jesus right now, it's on its way. 
It's on its way. Because the Bible says immediately, I'm telling you immediately, if you will reach with bodacious and audacious faith, it will begin to shift and move. You will know within yourself, blind eyes open, disease be healed. Today, Father, set people free in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I, I want you to keep crying out to God. Touch Jesus. Touch Jesus. I'm just going to pray and bind the devil right now. That's all I'm going to do because I want you to touch Jesus. I want you to touch Jesus. This is a moment between you and him. Notice all those disciples were oblivious that this woman even needed a healing. They didn't even lay hands on her, but she touched him. That's why I know this is between you and God. You and God. So while I bind the devil in every affliction and ailment and thing that has God's people tied up right now, you're, while I'm binding the devil, you're, you're receiving. You're, you're, you're getting your immediate. I'm telling you, you're getting your immediate. It's coming. It's coming in the name of Jesus. It's coming. You're more than halfway there. You are more than halfway there. You are more than halfway there. So, so keep crying out. Don't be dignified. Don't worry about anything else. Keep crying out to him. This is, this is my immediate. I'm touching Jesus today. I'm going to get a hold. Of, if I just get a hold of the hem of his garment, I, I'm going to get a hold of Jesus. I, I'm going to touch what's touching Jesus. If I can't even touch him, I, I'll get a hold of what is touching him. I, and I know that'll be more than enough. I, I know that, it, that if I can just but touch the hem of his garment, everything will change. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we rebuke you, devil. We rebuke every demon that has been at work over God's people, every demon of deception, every demon of complacency right now that has caused us to accept and dwell and live in a place far below God what you've intended us to believe. I bind you, devil. I bind every demonic spirit in him that's been sent on assignment to blind and cause us to settle with brushing the arm of Jesus and not touching Jesus. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare that the, the heavens open up over this place. I, I declare right now that breakthrough come to every person that is desperately seeking and reaching for you, Jesus. Oh my God. I bind you devil. I bind every spirit that has been sent to work. I bind every spirit of suicide. I bind every spirit of depression. I bind every spirit of poverty. I bind every spirit of addiction. I bind every spirit that has been sent at to work and disrupt and disconnect the body of Christ and to isolate. Devil, you have no authority over God's people. We, we take that authority in the name of Jesus. We possess all authority and we declare today that this be a day of breakthrough. I declare today that in the hands of every person crying out and reaching for Jesus. Their next miracle is in their hands in the name of Jesus. So Father, I pray that you unlock the faith within them. That Lord, they'll have a tenacious, bodacious and aggressive faith like that woman and that God will begin to call out on you. God will begin to aggressively pursue you. God, as we crawl on our face before you, as we shout unto God with a voice of triumph, Lord, what we're going to believe today, this is my day of miracle. All I've got to do is touch Jesus. All I've got to do is touch Jesus. Touching Jesus is all that really matters. Then my life, it will never be the same. I know that there's only one way to touch. And that's believe right now. 
when I call on your name? Are you touching him? Are you touching him with a bodacious, outrageous, aggressive faith right now? right now in the name of Jesus now receive in this place <sighs> receive in this place receive in this place I'm touching you Jesus I'm touching you Jesus I'm touching you, Jesus. I'm touching you, Jesus. See, 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 see don't, don't, don't let yourself brush up against him. Touch him. Don't rub, don't rub arms with Jesus, but touch him. Reach for him. Keep praying if you have to keep praying. Keep calling on the name of Jesus. Keep keep believing if you have to keep believing but I'm telling you until you know within yourself until that thing breaks within you and until you feel that fountain unlock and until you believe and you start feeling the change in your body keep believing keep believing keep believing in the name of Jesus I'm gonna be aggressive in my pursuit after you Jesus I'm gonna be aggressive in my pursuit after you Jesus Now, Father, assembled around this place and every person at online that's standing and kneeling in their homes, say, Jesus, I'm touching you. I'm touching you, Jesus. somebody's touching him I, I, I sense it I sense the intensity of his presence right now somebody is getting touched I'm touching now 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 keep reaching keep reaching come on keep reaching keep reaching touching touching your immediate is here I'm telling you as you reach and you touch immediately she knew within herself immediately you will know immediately 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 Because you're not just getting any healing. You're just not getting that thing. You're just not getting a breakthrough. You're getting wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. Come on. Everything the devil took, you're about to get back. The people he took, the money he took, the things you've lost along the way. Whatever you've lost, you're about to get back. Wholeness, nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm getting my immediate and, and then some. I, I, I'm getting my immediate and, and extra today. I, I'm getting interest today, God. Oh, yes, I'm not just going to get my healing. I'm going to get interest. I, I'm going to get back everything the devil has taken. I, I'm going to get back everything that, that this thing has stolen from me. I'm going to get back my peace. I, I'm going to be able to sleep again. I, I'm going to get my joy back. I, I'm going to be able to laugh again. I, I'm going to be able, just the joy of the Lord will be my strength again because I'm touching Jesus today. Somebody needs to touch Jesus. I'm touching you, Jesus. I'm touching you, Jesus. I'm touching you, Jesus. It's mine. That woman said to herself, it's mine. 
she said within herself it's it's mine if i can just but touch the hem of his garment healing is mine wholeness is mine everything that i lost everything that was taken from me it's mine I, I'm going to get it back in interest. You need to just say, it's mine. I'm taking it. I'm touching you, Jesus. I'm taking it. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Sometimes we have to even tell the devil that we're taking it. We're we're reaching out in faith. I'm taking what is mine. I'm not going to believe what you've told me. I'm not going to believe what you whispered at me. I'm taking it today. I'm taking it from the the hem of the, the garment of Jesus right now. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. This victory is mine. It's mine. It's mine.